Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is the show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, it's just whenever I finish a book I do the review and stick it up here on the podcast feed for everyone to download and listen to me. Juliana is looking at me funny because for the first time we've both got these lapel mics so we can just sort of like hang out and not have to look into microphones or swing around. Say hi Juliana by the way. Hi everyone. Uh, hopefully these, uh, these microphones work out pretty well. How are you I feeling? Well, I'm feeling okay. I, I'm used to this microphone. Uh, yeah, of course. But well, for me, it's a bit weird just to be able to like sit back and relax and uh, not have to worry about... Me. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, we could have got these years ago. I don't know. why. I mean... But well, I got one of them so I could do some stuff to camera. And then I realized, oh, not having to actually look at the thing, you know, so now I'm sitting here reclining back in my... You can actually have a, a conversation. Although it does feel a bit weird just to look directly in your eyes as we're recording so this you're podcast. staring in my eyes. I'm not staring. I'm just... Staring. All right. So let's do this thing. Under the skin. This is a book that we started listening. This, this is by uh, Michael Faber, I think. Uh, let's have a look. Oh, Michel, Michel Faber, Michael Faber. Yeah. Um, Didn't you oh, read Dutch it? writer of English language, so uh, it's probably Michel. You read Dutch. a book by him before, right? No, nope, don't no? think so. Never heard didn't of this you, guy didn't before. You read, didn't you read some some cyberpunk stuff of his? Um, no? No, I really don't think so. But I'm going oh, to okay. cl- I'm going to click now on his name and see what comes up and see if there's any other well-known books by this author who I do know. The, the Crimson Petal and the White, The Book of Strange New Things, Under the Skin, The Apple, Crimson Petal Stories, Fire Gospel. No, I don't recognize any no. of these Okay, at all. okay, well then um, I mix mixing. Mix. I have heard of some of these, Undying, A Love Story. I think, I've, mm-hmm. I, think I heard about that maybe. Um, so, anyway, uh, you finished reading this book. I did finish reading this book. I listened to it as an audiobook. Uh, which was good when fun. Where is this from? We this started... When did it like, come out? All right, let's, let's quickly look here. So, uh, published 2004. Uh, oh, first, first published 2000. Oh, right. Which actually sets it pretty well in time for it to be a book first published in the year 2000. Um, so, we started listening to this while we were driving to, I think, the European Juggling Convention. Yeah. We were driving across Germany. Yeah. Or maybe we were driving in the UK. Yeah, I, I don't think remember. in the UK we were... And... Um, Listening to that one. Yeah, and we were like, oh, what's this book? Let's put it on. And we listened to like the first half hour and then we put it in a bit more. And um, as an audio book, uh, maybe I should look up actually how, how long it is an audio book. I don't have my phone with me here. You can um, just look yeah, but I kind of, now I realise I want to jump up and get oh. my phone because I but might have no... Yeah. Well, I, I'll, if no there's, any, if there's any notes, if I have any notes, I'll, um, I'll have them here because that's... Uh, have, did I make any notes about Under the Skin? Uh, no, I didn't. So I have no notes about this. I'm just going, just going by memory. So, um, but you can go to Audible. Yeah, I guess I can go to audible.com and I can check out my library if the internet works. Yep. Yes, it, it wasn't working so well here. One credit. Oh, I've got my next credit. I, my new credit from Audible has just come through. Yeah, let me check in my library. So yeah, it's like a, a like a 10 hour audio book or something. Um, maybe nine hour. I will see now in a second. Ems of War, Under the Skin, nine hours, 16 minutes. So we listen right. to the first maybe hour and a hour. half yeah, or something yeah. like this. Yeah, something. Book. And it starts off and you've got a um, somebody uh, hitchhiking around... Uh, no, not someone hitchhiking. No. Someone driving around Scotland. A woman. A woman driving around Scotland. Yeah. When you say a woman, well, you have something. She's not some, driving around Scotland. She's, she's she's driving in a certain area around a spot yes, where she goes north of on, Inverness, Invergordon. Yeah, in, I recognise yes. it because I've been to that place. Yeah. So Invergordon. I've is been a place to Inverness as well. Okay. So, so she's driving on those roads. Yeah. Between these these uh, these towns. Yeah. With the idea. Picking up men. Like male hitchhikers. Yeah, basically. male hitchhikers. That's what she's looking out for. 
and it's like definitely it has like a hunting kind of feel. Yeah. She's hunting and then we get like we hear her head dialogue and we hear the guy's head dialogue. Yeah, you sometimes. Kind of, sometimes you switch you switch for what what she's thinking. Yeah. yeah, the internet the internet's not working again now. Sorry but, about no, that. No, no, it's a real pity. I just don't understand what's going on. If I disconnect the Wi-Fi and reconnect again, it seems to work. But that's very annoying. Anyway, I need to work out what's going on. Um but the uh, yeah, so you her, her hear what she's saying and she's like, "Oh, I need people who have got who are like big men. She wants big uh, yeah. men with big muscles, muscles all the time. Is big men with big muscles. That's that's what we're going for here. She wants the guys to look at her boobs and Well, no, I think the I think the looking the think the looking at the boobs was a way of um uh, attracting. Well, not attract yeah, attracting but also like a character um uh, like a character gauge, a gauge of someone's character. Let mm. me put it that way. Yeah. Um, and uh, and they, yeah. they uh, wasn't it that they can't be missed, or like they does that they shouldn't be from the area too close to the area. Yeah. And they shouldn't. They in the best in the best way. They are. They won't be missed by any person anytime soon. Yes, that seems right? to be the thing. So the, the weird thing is, if this was, if you just started watching this, this not watching this, we'll talk about that in a second. If you just started reading this book yeah. and you didn't, and it wasn't labelled, and you, you didn't know you were lis- listening to the audiobook or reading the book because we were talking about it on the science fiction book review, yeah, uh, podcast. You and the wouldn't, whole hour I was listening to that. You're wondering what, I was where's the science fiction for the science fiction part. I was thinking right. like. Is she an alien and she sucks the people's bodies out or whatever? Yeah. But it was never really clear because it never went it, anywhere. It, it never got there. It never got anywhere. Um, All we got was a, a predatorish person yeah. finding prey. All right. Sounds pretty good. And, and generally... That is what the book is about. And generally... Yeah. Um, Especially like just listening to this and you asking for labels, it more sounds definitely more like a, a murder crime, like a thriller, like yes. a thriller kind yeah, of definitely. thing. And generally, to be honest, yeah, this is the other way around. What? This is very surprising to hear these kind of like to have the woman as the predator. Yes, it's it, it's. Like that is that is special. That's the only special thing I noticed. Yes, it in is. That time. Uh, and here's the thing: um, the tone of the book is dark. Like it's dark. It's about somebody going around and finding so people, dark. finding people to oh to uh, abduct or capture. Again, I'm not going to give away quite yet what's going on because I'm still talking to Juliana, who didn't listen to more than the the book, and I finished it. Um, and it is in that way, kind of like quite satirical and I realized as I was when I was a few hours into the book I was like oh this is actually way more satirical than I thought and when you satirical yeah satire it's a satire towards normal like normal normally men do this well it's it's not that but this the the when you actually work out that something is a satire, you suddenly look at look at it with all these different kinds of lenses, right? All these different kinds of weird ways of looking at something. Okay. And if it's if it's successful satire, or if it's a successful story, it can work even if it's not satire. Yes. Like, this is the this is the thing about some great works of art. You know, when people say, "Oh, what's the best?" Uh, you know, what's the best Western movie? What's your favorite Western movie? And someone mm. will say, "Oh, my favorite Western is Back to the Future 3. And you're like, <laughs> "Really?" And so, like, n- n- no, because you can't. Like, it's difficult for that to be your 
favorite yeah you know your yeah your, it's a it's a take on it's Western a take movement. on something yeah. and it relies on some knowledge of these things and it relies on, on stereotypes on, well on stereotypes and, and but also the inversion of stereotypes mm. and the twisting of all this mm. kind of thing like at the end of um back to the future and this is literally just the first example that came into my head mm. of something which is actually can be like a parody or a or a reference or a satire of something mm. which then in someone's mind becomes their favorite example of or it becomes an example of the thing yeah so i think i think maybe you mean more parody than satire. no but no but, mean no but there is a, there is a thing called satire like okay. here's the thing is there humor in it that's the thing if you look at it okay let's go to, let's go to the direct directly to the sort of satire uh well not to the source but like the uh, do you know the modest uh, modest proposal by jonathan swift a modest proposal he is was that- saying Is that a movie? Is that a no, sketch? Is that what, no, a book? No, it's, it's an essay. It's a proposal. It's a, it's a pamphlet that he wrote. And he says, hey, what we should do is uh, lots of farmers in, in Ireland yeah. are, um, don't have... There's a famine there and they don't have enough food, food and they don't have enough money. Yeah. So what they should do is they should start selling their children to be eaten by rich English people and use that money to buy food. And that was his modest proposal. Now, right. if you if you don't see... If you're not reading that as satire, you're like, this is the Cruiser. most horrific thing ever. Yeah, this is terrible. awful. This is horrific. This is terrible. Oh, maybe maybe Marie Antoinette, when she proposed uh, giving cake to the people, okay. maybe she did I think that was, satire as I, well. I don't, I don't want to do a, a, an analysis of that, but what I'm saying is yeah. modi- the mod- a modest proposal right. is perfect so satire. It's so over the top. Yes, it's so over the top that yeah. you can't do it. And then you go, ah, so when we're, you know, talking about Jonathan Swift and Gulliver's travels and he goes and meets all these different people, when you realize, ah, these the, the adventure is an adventure story and he goes to this land and he's really big and he goes to this land and he's really small and he goes to this land and all yeah. kinds of things, all of those are satires about you know, modern Britain at the yes. time or modern England at the time. Yeah. And once you realize it's a satire, you're like, oh, what is, what, what does this thing match up with? Do, do these things match up? And what is it commenting on? Yeah. And when I was started this book, I was like, oh, it's a book. What's going on? Is it something? But then as it got into it, you're like, oh, this is actually deeply satirical. And as you, as it, as you work out, how much it's a satire on um, our relation to... Uh, uh, what does it even say here on, on, the, on, the, uh, on the page? Um, on the, let's have a quick look on the uh, thing here. Uh, it doesn't say that it's a satire, but it is there. It says fiction, science fiction, horror, fantasy. But if it says satire, um, it, it says a great meditation about the society we live in, from the relations between the sexes to how we grow and kill other beings in order to satisfy our... A- appetite uh, and a hom- an homage to our beautiful planet. So really, yeah. So that is. But what the thing this, is, what like it feels a bit like you kind of have to climb over a very, 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 very big hill. This is the thing. This, to then understand what's going on. This is an experiential novel. Oh my god! It's an experiential novel. You have to novel. really push through. It's not that. No. I mean, was, you, but you have to continue. The thing I, is, I was enjoying like, it when I was like, "Oh, this is a weird book." There's someone who's hitchhiking, and you know, there's someone picking up hitchhikers and doing something to them. And then the next scene is she's picking up. She took took them home somewhere. Then the next one, she picks up another hitchhiker and speaks to them and goes, "Ah, eh, actually, I'll let this hitchhiker go." And she drops her off yeah. and then picks up another hitchhiker. And as you go through 
you re it plays with the you know the you know plays with sexism and it plays with mm. predators and it plays with that. Oh, But totally. as it goes through, it plays with environmentalism. It plays with society. It plays with um, okay. you know factory farming. It plays with you know uh, um, meat eating and all these other kind of things. Which on the surface of it, you when you start off, you don't know what kind of book you're getting into. No, and like I say, not. it was a nine-hour audiobook and it was only like two hours into the audiobook where I was like. All right, I see what's going on now, and then for the rest of the book, you can kind of relax into it, and it's not horrific anymore. Like a modest proposal, if you read it as satire, mm. you mm. realize that it's from the point of view of someone who thinks we should be treating Irish, you know, uh, famine victims better rather than saying we should eat their children. Yes. But if you start off and it's uh, and you're thinking, oh, we should eat the children, yeah, that's that's you know, you it, it's a it's a difficult thing. That's and that's always the thing when you see a joke on Twitter when someone makes a bad taste bad taste joke. And then the internet comes down on them. And they're like, yes. "Oh no, I was making a joke." So yes. I'm like, "But you don't make jokes, you know? Like, you're not a professional comedian. Why are you making a joke about? You know, I remember that Some... one where um, someone got on a plane. Do you remember this story about someone who got on a plane? She was like, um, "Oh, I'm going to South Africa. I hope I don't catch AIDS. Ah, no, I don't have to worry about that. I'm white." <laughs> and got posted that tweet. What? <laughs> posted that tweet. Oh my god. Posted that tweet. Then got on her plane and <gasps> flew. Oh, and while hours. she was in the air. While she was in the, the air, this blew up on the internet. Yeah. And she didn't know that literally people were count tracking her plane through the air for wait for her plane to land so she was going to get fired from her job as a public relations someone yeah, person. Oh yeah, I heard. You do remember yeah, this yeah, one. But if you realize, oh, it's just somebody making a joke now, like that, it wasn't a good joke, but it was obviously a joke. Yes, so she was is... making a comment about, ah, like the the AIDS epidemic is it's really bad, and and it's really bad for black people. It's way worse for black people than white people. We should probably do something about it. But her, it just wasn't a good enough joke yes, for everybody also, to read it like, as satire. Yes, but if she, if you want to make a statement about that, and you want to put it in satire, it's hard. This is why I never yes. tweet. I yes. never tweet because yes. exactly that. Yeah, because I, I have some clever. I think I have a clever thought or I yeah. think something, and then I write a tweet and I think, well, it, oh, what could like? It was like what, what we could happen when like you are? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not. Here's the thing, like, it was things. a thing that we were talking about before, and when I was because you were talking about um, somebody who was talking about having children, and you could tell that they really regretted having children. You know this whole thing that we're yeah. talking about, and we are all okay with not having children. We yeah. are all high fiving each other about. Yay not having children and, and really happy not to have children we are planning not to we are very solidly planning not to have children in our lives and stuff yeah. and and we came to the conclusion i can't remember who said it first but it was like we came to the conclusion that it's a bigger it's like more socially socially unacceptable to ask someone hey do you regret having children yeah. like asking somebody that is such a massive like social oh, yeah. faux pas you, you would never say it yeah. people are more willing to have children that they that, that they regret, neglecting that they well not they yes but but, but that, that's what happens yes so but, they they force trauma onto the children onto the children because they and didn't really want them they're like oh it turns out it turns out i didn't realize it was possible i never realized that people regret having children because it's such a social faux pas to ask someone if they regret having children that yeah. i thought nobody ever regret having children and now i've had children and now i regret it and yes. i've got this 20 no i was i was trying to compile this and i was trying to work yeah. out how to state this and i was like oh i can never share this like i can never share the fact i can never share the statement it's more socially unacceptable to ask somebody if they regret having children yeah. than to accidentally have children you regret 
yeah. yourself. Like that, and I would be like, it's, oh, I would never post that as a tweet because that is oh, it's like it's, it's asking for it's trouble. Asking for trouble. Anyway, that's not even satire. That's just an yes, observation. But, yeah. But like but coming back to that, if I did it mm. in a comedy show, so if I was doing a stand-up comedy set mm. and I said the same thing, mm. people would be like, "Oh, ha 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 ha, that's funny comedy." Or they maybe never say that. I mean, I'd have to actually write it as a joke. Actually, make it. But yeah. I could, I could create a routine, or maybe write a song because I do musical comedy stuff, although yeah. not so much this year. But, um, but I could, I could formulate it and because I was presenting it in a comedy show yeah. it would be socially acceptable for me to say that thing but if yes. me a non-comedian said that on Twitter and normally I'm posting about science fiction book review podcasts or like pictures of jugglers or photos yeah. of me yeah. or videos of me juggling around the world on Twitter that's totally the wrong concept anyway so yes. what I'm saying is that once in this in this under the skin book I realized oh this is this is a satire so it's a take on Uh, lots of things. Lots of things. It talks about lots of different things in society right. because, as you guessed, it is about an alien who is taken on the form of a human yeah. and is traveling around looking for victims to do things with when they when she takes them back to the farm because she she lives on a farm with other aliens. Oh, it's she takes other aliens. The, yeah, there's a, there's a there's okay. a squad. There's a team of them oh, right. on this farm, and they're like, hey, let's bring let's bring some of these. Uh, Uh, the back These here, and we can do what we want with them. And again, yeah. I don't need to get into too many th reasons or what. The so that 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 is the source yes, of. Yes, of course. But yeah. if you started reading this book and you didn't know it was science fiction, no. you'd just be like, "Wow, this is a bit weird." Yes. It's because it's you know it says uh, Italy picks up hitchhikers with big muscles. She herself is a tiny, tiny like a kid peering over the up over the steering wheel. She has a remarkable face and wears the thickest corrective lenses anyone has ever seen. And her posture is suggestive of some. Suggestive of some spinal problems, her breasts are perfect, perhaps implants. And this is the whole point: is that they're like, "Hey, we need to make someone look like human." And so it, later on, they say, "Oh, what we did is we found a magazine," and they're like, "Make the right. person, make this alien, make yeah, this woman like alien." Yeah, it's like we have quite a few, at, yeah. quite a few of these uh, in other alien things. They, yeah. they, they find a, a magazine and then they look at the picture yeah, like and then they come. Is that isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Like, and then the, she, the, then the, the alien comes out in the perfect. Uh, model with like just underwear because that's the first picture they saw have you seen mars attacks yeah okay Mars. Ma okay um, i can't remember exactly okay. mars oh there's a there's a movie which you start into it and people don't realize it's satire or, or you know more of a parody or yeah. more of a comment i when i was in the movie watching mars attacks lots of people left Really? People left the movie because they just didn't understand what they're watching. Oh, I you know? thought it was hilarious. But it's the same with all these other ones. Like, if you watch Robocop and you're like, yay, man with guns. But if you're like, oh, no, this is actually saying something yeah. about, uh, you know, industrial military complex and police corruption, all these other kind of things. Yeah, that, it's like watching you know, a war movie that's against war. Well, it's, yeah, it's like watching Starship Troopers. And if you're like, oh, yay, Starship Troopers. And then they come out, like, and by the end, they're literally, like, wearing Nazi uniforms. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we're the heroes. Yeah. The aliens fear us. Yay. And you're like, wait, what? What? <laughs> you know, it, you you have to mm. you have to you you take it at its level. Like it sucked out his brains. You know all those lines <laughs> that if you go, then no, this is a, this is a serious science fiction movie, and then you're like, oh no, this is actually there's a lot of satire yeah. and stuff. Going But on. this book, yeah, like really, like you have to really want to finish it. Like no, I I listened to it straight through. It was yeah, it was but, no problem. Uh, I mean, I did, I stopped listening to it because then we went on to other audiobooks because yes. I wasn't sure if you were going to listen to it with me anymore. And I realized no, we're never going to get back to this book with no, you. Um, no, I I just didn't. I there was no point where I actually like the thing is if I read or read a book or listen to an audiobook or something, there needs to be some sort of either enjoyment or curiosity or interest or yeah. anything. Yeah. And with this thing, 
There was, there nothing, was for you. nothing there. There was nothing for you. Okay, no. I get it. And then we started watching the movie. Oh no, can I finish up my oh, thoughts on oh, the you book? Didn't. Let's, oh, let's, yeah. Let me just quickly wanted... finish up my thoughts on the book. Okay. Let me quickly finish up my thoughts on the book. Here's the thing. The book. Yeah. I really liked it. It you has did. there was lots of really good stuff in here. Okay. Also, because I've I, I've been to that part of Scotland. Yeah, it's, and it's I was fun. thinking, oh, they're talking about going to Invergordon and these other places. I just I just brought up a, a a thing here and going to Nig and the Moray Firth. You know, it, it all takes it all takes place on these um on on the, these roads around Is that guy around Scottish? here. No, uh, no, he's Dutch. It said Michael Michel Michel Faber. Um, he's born in the Hague, the Netherlands, oh. and he and he moved to. Um, uh, Australia. Oh, huh? and oh, he's, oh, he nursed uh, it, in, until uh, his second wife and family emigrated to Scotland, where they. Okay, so yes. Oh, okay, so, so, in, so he's lived in Scotland since ninety-three. So that's right, okay. The audiobook is good. The audiobook narration is good. The story is it kind of goes along a certain pace, and it's mm. and, it, and it's but it's very kind of like meditative, and it's very like oh, oh yeah, this, yeah, right. yeah, like it, we were driving along. And it was hard, like you fell asleep, and then I. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, it was here. <laughs> it's easy to fall asleep on. Um, uh, but then there's all these. Qu- there's actually some good quotes. Oh no, the internet stopped working again. I just wanted to click on some quotes here. Oh no, here we go. Um, a shared suffering she had found was no guarantee of intimacy. I mean, the, the writing is really good. Like all yeah. these turns yeah, of the phrases. Language. The yeah. language is the good. language was is very good. The word troubled her though. Indispensable. It was a word people tended to resort to when dispensability was in the air. <laughs> you know, like oh, you're indispensable. It's sort of like all oh, right. So somebody around here is dispensable. <laughs> okay, dispensable has been put on the table. Like that, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know. Um, uh, and Vodsel, Vodsel is the name that the the aliens have for humans and oh. things like that. Right. So uh, so they have a name, but they call themselves humans. So that later oh. on, they, really? yeah, once it's introduced that they're actually aliens, they talk about themselves as being humans, and and then okay, and then but. Uh, but then everyone who's got a human has got animal. But so by it's that kind of thing where you label something. Yeah. So just by putting the word animal or vodsel onto it, which apparently that's a Dutch word yeah. um, for food, I think. Okay. Um, so or meat or whatever it is. Yeah. So they're saying, hey, these these are meat, and that's when you suddenly go, oh yeah, we we don't call like when we eat. Cow. Yeah. We don't say, hey, are we eating cow today? We say, no, we're eating beef. And you're like, oh, that's not so bad about eating beef. Oh, yeah. are we eating... I mean, chicken is chicken. But like, but we don't say... Uh, well, in German, we do say... What? Well, we just say... Cow. Well, yes, but we, saying in we English... We don't say Kuhfleisch. Yes, we, but, in, we say, but it's one of those things Fleisch. where in English, all the words which are sort of like higher, like higher class or arist, arist, uh, aristocracy, what am I trying to say? Yeah. Um, so upper class. Upper class. Uh, and further away from the farms, yeah. the, we, we take the French word, yeah, yeah. which further, is you which get for away beef from the production. is boeuf. Is boeuf. boeuf. Yeah. We take French, but anything that's in the farms and on the land, yeah, we, use the, we use the, the German We use origin. the German words. Yeah. Um, so we use pork for the food and yeah. swine, um, or you, know, you could say swine or whatever yeah. like that, yeah. and coo is cow, and yeah. beef is boeuf, or whichever way around yeah, it goes, yeah. like that. So by using the different language, we kind of remove yeah. the origin of what we're eating yes. from yes. the act of like raising animals and, and killing and, them and, and eating is, them. And this is what... Kind what, of giving away what happens later on in the book. Of bit, course. Yeah. But anyway, vodsel. But this is what happens... Tastes like chicken. But, but this is what happens, you see that in... in, in fascist regimes and in like in these tendencies yeah. when 
people start uh, objectifying other yeah. humans when they say, "Oh, other humans are animals." Yeah. Uh, and this is basically they look like animals, like, treating like animals. Yeah. But here's the thing: so if you were going to eat, like we don't do this with some animals, like the animals which look close enough to humans. So when you hear about people eating chimpanzees and monkeys, we're like, "No, how do you do that?" And they call it, "Oh, it's called bush meat." Like right. that. But yeah. then you could say, oh, actually, you're killing something with the intellect yeah. of a five year old child and the and emotional <laughs> intelligence of a 12 year old yeah. child, you know, whatever, you know, yeah, whatever yeah. you want to go in that and way. And people don't eat, like, for some reason, people have an issue if some people eat dogs or cats yeah. or uh, guinea pigs, which are no other animal than a cow. So here's the thing. Or Let's, so I really enjoyed the book. However, the ending, it's let down a bit by the ending. I, I understand the ending and mm. they, it had to end somewhere. But I do, like, I think there could have been a way of, of making a more interesting weird ending. ending. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, for such a weird book and for such a compelling story and compelling, compelling characters, the ending did feel like, like I was getting to the last chapter. And I was like, wait, it can't end at the end of this chapter. Like, we, we've still got the big payoff to come. Yeah. And the big payoff that I wanted to come never really came along. Mm. One okay. character didn't return, another one, you know, some other characters weren't fulfilled, you know, in, yeah. in the way that I wanted it to be, to, to fulfill. And then, it, and then it kind of kind of ends, and I was like, oh, there's in, in the end they they had this button that you could press that would put poison. We listened to that point where you press a yeah, button and, and it puts then, poison then, into yeah. the hitchhiker, and, and then they are uh, it paralyzed. Turns out right in the last chapter of the book, we discover there's another button. <laughs> Uh, okay. And it's never been mentioned up until that point. I mean, yeah. some different modifications to the car had been mentioned and things. Yeah. And then in the end, she she presses the button, and and the book ends. And you're like, and it's uh, like a we destroy whole earth button. Or no, 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 no. Okay. I don't want to give away uh, what the button is because uh, I don't want to give away what the ending of the, yeah. the thing is. But I'm yeah. just saying that like. Oh, you, there's literally like a deus ex machina, like, yeah, oh, there's like suddenly a, a button you can press. Get and, us out of Yeah, and it makes thing. everything better. And you're like, oh, you press this button in the book ends. Oh, that's really handy that you could just press the button and yeah. everything solves. And it's like, very, oh, okay. convenient very convenient to have a button. Anyway, I, I, I think it works okay. I mean, it worked okay for the book, but it was a bit of a disappointing ending for okay. such what I really enjoyed. You kind of want the weird ending. And here's the thing, like, people often talk to me about, like, oh, you only want book... Well, not... When I talk about a book which I think isn't good enough, yeah. people say, oh, you just want to read the same kind of thing over and over again. Yeah. And I was like, no, I really like these weird books. I really like these weird, like, literary people having a go at science fiction or science fiction people trying to be really liter literary-like or yeah. trying to be doing satire hmm. and doing all this other kind of stuff. But satire can be, re like, in this way, can be really grounded in truth, can be grounded in, like, realism in a way like, oh, so if you were an alien picking up hitchhikers in Scotland, what would it actually look like? Hmm. And it would and it would be like this book, kind of like long stretches of like boringness of just driving, or just driving, driving, driving. Yeah. And in this book, it's sort of like, oh yeah, and I drove for hours. And, and, it, and the book kind of really conveys what it's like to drive around Scotland for hours yeah. and not find anyone to pick up. And then you go, oh, well, I'm back at the, oh, I've got to pick some, I've got to try something. And, yeah. then, and then also the conversations that you have with hitchhikers. As someone who's hitchhiked, I mean, I haven't hitchhiked for 20 years, but well, I mean, not 20 years, but you know, like I, up until like, 2005 or something. I, You've been I, hitchhiking a I, lot. Hitch yeah, from like 96 to 2005, I did, yeah. I did quite a bit of hitchhiking. I never, never hitchhiked. No. Hitchhiked. 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 I collected, I think, twice yeah. people. Picked up hitchhikers? Pick, picked up people. Once yeah. where it was a, a, like where near where my parents live, yeah. and then there was a single woman standing there. Yeah. And I went 
it was funny because it came back in this book. What yeah. I did, I drove on and she was there. Yeah. It took like a while for me to say, I should pick her up. If yeah. I don't pick her up, yeah. Like the like somebody else picks her up and they are not like me. Yeah. She doesn't know I'm like me, but I know yeah. I'm me. Yeah. And I'm I didn't see like she didn't look like a, a predatorous person. <laughs> so I went one You did a loop round. I did a loop, like went one stop and then yeah. turned around, turned around, turned around, yeah. and then picked her up. But and that then... happens in this book. Like this... 12 exactly. times. Exactly. Like all the time. Is, I drove past her, looked is, him, went yes, all the way back, is, drove past her yeah, again, turned around, went past her again. But she said right yeah. at the beginning, this yeah. is what she does. And I totally get that yeah. because it's actually happened in real life to me. So uh, that definitely uh, connected with me in that respect. But of course, I didn't pick up somebody because I had any predatorous thoughts. Predatory thoughts. Predatory thoughts. Anyway, no, kind of the opposite. we picked up some hitchhikers ourselves, like when we were in oh, Iceland. Together, with yeah. Anyway, but I'm just saying that quite a lot of the picking up of hitchhikers and the conversations you have with them is yeah. quite mundane. Yeah. yeah. And uh, where are you from? Yeah. What and are you difficult doing? to understand. How was your experience and, like, here? And, uh, but because in this book, the clever thing is, oh, not clever thing, but one device he uses is that he switch across into the minds, it switches over to the mind of the hitchhiker. Yeah. And what you're, th a lot of the time you're thinking, oh, looking at my breast, doing all this kind of stuff, is a predator. Oh, it's okay to take this one back to the farm and someone yeah. else is old, maybe has cancer. You're like, oh, not yeah. very healthy. Mm. Uh, he's going to, you know, it's all that kind of thing. Is anyone waiting for you? Oh yeah, I'm going down to meet my mother. And so yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm going to meet my wife and my kids. And she's yes. like, oh, okay, I'll let this one go. Yeah. You know, we don't, this this one's going to be missed and the, and, yeah. if, and the police will start looking for them. But in other ways, there's, she thinks, she's thinking one thing, but because the communication is so bad, it's actually somebody, so the reason why he's not talking isn't because he's leering at her, but he's like nervous or, you know, something's yeah. going wrong, you know. Um, or something else is wrong in his life and yeah. you know he's upset about one thing and that's why he's not talking and she's yes. thinking it's another thing so yeah. all that kind of stuff so anyway yeah I thought this was it, here it says at uh, 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 once humane and horrifying under the skin takes us on a heart thumping ride through dangerous territory our own moral instincts and the boundaries of compassion and I'm like hey a science fiction book about that where an alien learns about compassion Hmm. or not or hmm. whatever you know or <laughs> yeah. learns it like hey what is this thing you humans call compassion you know all that kind of thing yeah um but there's loads of stuff about race and class lots of class stuff social stuff oh yeah um, well you could you could definitely uh hear that 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 gets transported by the hitchhikers that she picks up yes but also she gets back to the farm and then someone visits and it's the son of a rich person who owns the company who's running the operation and then she has to go Oh, I'm actually... Also an alien. Uh, yeah. So on, on the alien worlds, there's also cl very d sharp oh, class so distinctions. they are coming from their other planet yeah. down to visit these yeah, people. Yeah, visit Earth. Yeah. Oh, wow. So there's a visitor comes in and All the visitor, right. is she starts talking about it. I'm like, oh, oh and it's, a, it's the rich son of mm. the guy who owns the company. Right who uh, turns out is like oh no this is this is not this is inhumane we shouldn't do this and there's there's a whole scene where again i don't want to give too much away but he's like the misguided attempts of like the human like animal cruelty kind of people saying oh no we shouldn't do this you know and this and they, they think they're doing the right thing by protesting in some ways but actually oh no you're actually like the you know the pet the peter what is it the people for the ethical treatment of animals yeah and you read some of the things you're like wow that is very tied up in class issues and yeah. um lo lots of other weird stuff going on there like yeah i don't want to talk right. too much about uh don't people pe peter 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 um but yeah there's there's all kinds of th ways to look at that and say yeah. is it about is it about humane treatment of animals or is it about you know celebrities wanting to 
you know, do feel like they're making a difference, but are they actually making a difference? And are the protests that are doing good? And there's the activism, yeah, and the, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. But all of that's dealt with kind of in this book as well. Um, so it's quite interesting. Okay. Anyway, so you said you didn't want to talk for more than 30 minutes about this book. So we've talked about the book for 30 minutes. We started watching. We found that, oh, somebody sent me a message saying um, something like, it was in, where was it? In episode feedback. feedback. Go over to goodreads.com and uh, become... SSB, uh, appear listener group. Yeah. Have you seen the film version of Under the Skin with Scarlett Johansson? It's kind of hypnotic. So... Uh, I had heard of this movie, but forgot it was this movie, except that there was, like, when it started, and it was like, Never heard of it. Oh, you Never heard, heard, of it? heard of it before. Well, it's from no. 2014, and it came out the same time as Lucy and Her, Her. which yeah. were two other Scarlett Johansson science, science fiction-y fiction kind of movies yeah. where it talks about, like, you know, transcending being a woman or something. You know, there's there's yeah, yeah. different... different uh, or having no body. Yeah, or, oh, yeah, <laughs> and not having a body. And Lucy talks about that, and Her talks about that. And yeah. so people were saying, I remember at the time they were saying, oh, this is like, there was, like, three movies that came out in the year which is Scarlett Her Johansson fiction tri- trilogy era. of 2014 yeah. um, and I'd heard about it but you know it's not that kind of movie it, I, I, I listened to the um, a review of it on the uh, BBC movie podcast yeah. and they talked about it in a way which sort of sounded a bit too not too not too arty farty but arty but farty it's, in a way it's kind which, of like cineastic like cine- how, how I well, always call this thing, it was the way that it talked about it was like oh and there's a mix of I think they even mentioned that actually some of the footage was wasn't with people who realised they were in a movie. Yeah, she no, would just it, pick some people up, like pick, pick up hitchhikers or pick guys up yeah. and say, "Hey, do you want a lift?" And they'd be like, "Yeah, you're good looking," not even noticing that she's Scarlett Johansson because yeah. she's got like glasses on it. And you know, the same as in the book, like yeah. a, a different hairstyle or yeah, wig yeah. and glasses. And it's sort of like, "Hey, just was pick she it up." Glasses in that in that bit, she wasn't wearing. Oh, glasses. okay, but whatever. So anyway. But um, it, it feels like very documentary style because when, yes. when she drives around, it's real footage. You can see it's not yeah. people there. It's not it's not the extras go. Okay, now go and run and do whatever. Yeah. No, it is really it's really the people walking on the sidewalks. Yes. Yes, and, it, and I've yeah. not seen it this style of film. I know, and it, there's lots of I've I've seen bits and pieces of that before where they use where you use real footage of real people. Is as background yeah. and yeah right. and, and events like that. Okay. I mean, there's, it does it does happen. Like especially in these things where there's big crowd scenes, they'll often just like go out and use footage yeah. from other places. I remember there's um, do you know the movie District Nine? Yeah. Um, that was based the the first Neil Blomkamp, Blomkamp or whatever his name is. His his first movie thing that he did was uh, which was the first version of District Nine was like a ten minute short story or just like short film, mm. and it was like an action uh, film featuring. It's like the same kind of the same mm-hmm. setup. Like there yeah, we yeah. have some aliens and there's a gunfight or whatever yeah. with some aliens, and that was his first movie. But what he did, he went out and did interviews with people, getting people to talk about some refugee camps. Um, and uh, you know, and use that uh, in a, a different and talk talk to them yeah. about it, and, and and use it in a different context. And then he would just present that, and he would saying, "Oh, they call them the scabs," you know, and the and the aliens within the scabs. So it's a, a mixture of people who think they're talking about one yeah. thing, and then using that and saying, "Oh, yeah. actually, it's about yeah, aliens," yeah, yeah. you know, and that kind yeah. of thing. Of course, but this also is like the 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 style of filming is yes. so unfilm filming yeah, like it's sort of like some locked off cameras inside yeah. and you get in so you can have a natural conversation and the cameras aren't getting in the way because the cameras yeah. are like built into the car or whatever like yeah that. yeah so uh, yes but the thing is we only watched a few minutes of it the other night because I was ill and then it was late and we didn't want to watch yeah. it because I think it was dinner time or something so yeah, we watched the first the, 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 half an hour the surrounding atmosphere 
didn't fit the movie at all. And then this evening, I was like, hey, let's finish off the movie. And we watched yeah. like another 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah. And the tone, it's way more difficult to see this as satire. Yeah, and, and also you see it. Yes. Like you... I mean, I'm not no, saying that she's you not don't slaughtering anyone or anything. Well, the way that they do the it, they pick that... her up and then they lead her in and lead them in. And then this man, she walks across this surface and he just yeah. sinks into it and disappears. Yeah. And then they cut to her out again. Yes. And what... That wasn't even bad. No, no. But what I'm saying is, what's interesting, I will finish watching this movie and I'll finish watching it this evening or tomorrow, hmm. but without you, because yeah. I could see that you weren't into it and it wasn't it was getting to you. It was distressing. Yes, but I think because I know what's, because I read the book and I kind of know what's going on, yeah. I'm recognizing the moments in the movie yeah. from the book, but the tone is completely different. It feels a lot more, like I never really felt the book was horrific, even though it says here, um, uh, once humane and um, horrifying, you know, and other people put it in fiction, science fiction, horror and fantasy. Like it's, you know, it's it's 373 users have, have uh, put it in the genre horror and 500, no, 417 have put it in science fiction. So the book is classed as horror, but I didn't find it horrific, really. I found it, you know, in some cases a bit scary, but um, it, it was mostly a, like I say, once I've d discovered the mundanity came from satire. But... In the movie, how they achieve the horror isn't so much by showing the stuff, it's by not having conversations. That, that yes. We were, listen, we were trying to listen to a word because we wanted to find out if this movie that was showing on Sky, yeah, that was if it. it was in English. I was like, hey, put this and up. And we I were realized, watching it for... Here's the thing, because I, I, I found on YouTube and I was like, hey, for $3.99 or for three euros or whatever it was, we can get it on YouTube. We can watch it on YouTube. And we look, and I looked and it was like, oh, it's only with German with subtitles. Yes. And then we were like, let's... And but then we're, you're, you've got the Sky app. You're, you're, you're logging with the Sky app with yeah. your parents' place yeah. and also on your iPad. And I was like, let's just watch it until someone starts speaking and then yeah, we'll see if any subtitles yeah. are because in German. And it was and it, 10 minutes. It was 10 minutes before anyone starts talking. And then they talked in such a broad Scottish accent yeah. that you couldn't even understand it, what no. they're saying for a lot of the conversation. So, so that was one thing. It started off with just no conversation and music like yeah the, like, but the music which is whoa, like the like the like cineastic hey we've watched we've cineastic watched uh, tarkovsky music yeah like, we've no, watched tarkovsky we've watched music, solaris like, a bit too much yeah, and 2001 kind of like a bit too much strings in this very like this. <laughs> yeah and then and then they they have the strings just like going like really close up clusters that are yeah. just just it, it makes the tones are too close this, this makes a horrific um Atmosphere, and then there was this bit with the, on and the then, beach with the dog. Uh, oh my god! Now and then in the, the baby. movie, oh my, oh my yeah, god! There are these, but the thing is, what's in the book, which is done in such a not a light-handed one, but with that, like with a clever language mm. and the. Um, and the you know in the in the imagery like in the book there's this part you know there is this thing about saving a dog and i understand why they put this in the movie because in the book there's a scene by the beach there's a scene with a guy who's not from scotland mm. but he's traveling from europe in the book it's germany here's from the czech republic yeah. and and you're like oh you and you're looking around and going oh this person won't be missed and the, like a bit with the saving the dog and a bit with a, a baby and a bit with a, a, a you know two people like you know like saving you know saving each other and all and all these different kind of things i was like oh i recognize all those elements in the book mm. but the way that it's presented in the movie is way more it's heartless it's like 
It's going to be, di I, I'd like to see how they swing it around because half an hour, I'm going to, like I say, I'm going to watch the end of this movie this evening and I'll do a quick update on yeah. the podcast. Um, anyway, for, so for me, it tomorrow, was, it's really dark. You, it's really to difficult to, to get anything yeah. from the what lightness I and the comedy and the satire which was which was evident in the book i haven't seen that in the movie yet maybe it'll be there well they take away the language completely and yes. then it is really difficult and the like, book is so much based around the language yeah, and the and, and, and the audiobook narration which I, I i wanted to mention as well yeah let me have a quick look here under the skin uh performed by Fiona Harding, Hardingham. She's got this weird accent, but then the character is an alien who has yeah, a weird it, accent. Yeah. And then she's doing these Scottish accents, and I'm never quite sure how good the Scottish accents are because it's, you know, but they, she also has to make them intelligible. Whereas yeah. in the movie, because there were non-actors playing the parts, those it's the like accents are completely speak. unintelligible. They just talk, yeah. yeah. So um, I'm very... have very mixed feelings towards this whole thing. I have literally... Um, it's very empty. It's an empty feeling because I have, the book. I have, I have just no. I mean, now yeah. that you to told me a little bit more about it, 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 it gets a bit, bit, a bit of a completer picture. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just a very like bland, like. But, but here's the thing: this not book, enjoyment. This book will definitely stay. But this is definitely going to be a book that I'll think about for a long time. Because right. the imagery is so good and the language is so good and the moments are so good and the story, like I say, for the most part is interesting and good. And I was but you just have to push through the first and hour. And I was just looking. Oh, yeah, no, I, th I was really enjoying that first hour. I only fell asleep because I was tired, not because I wasn't enjoying the book. But it kept on, on and on and on and yes, just nothing happened. Yes, that's what hitchhiking is like. Yes, I yes, but yeah. But that's know. what makes it a satire. That's why these things. I mean, it even it even mentions all these. Uh, oh, I've, I've closed. I've gone to a different page now as well. Like that. Like Kafka, Roald Dahl. You know these kind of things. Oh yeah, it's definitely weird Ian stuff. Ian McHugh, and this is these all work. I mean, that, all of those things. I can be like, yeah, I can see that in there. Like oh, the yeah. mundanity and the and the down to earthness. But that's an alien. So anyway, I was just looking at this thing, and I was like, oh, what other books have I? I was wondering what the book was that I, on the last podcast, and yeah. I was like, I don't remember the, the last book that I read, like, mm. that I finished before this. Yeah. And I looked, and it's Embers of War by Gareth L. Powell. And I finished this book, and I reviewed it, like, a week ago. And I don't remember anything about it. Oh, like, no. li like, I'm literally trying to think, what... What was that book? Did we do that together? That no, because I reviewed it on, on the crew when I was on this cruise. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. I finished the book. And even now that I'm looking at it, I'm going Embers of War by Gareth L. Powell. I don't remember any character in the book. I don't What's remember any... I don't remember. <laughs> Literally, I don't remember what happens in this book. Like, it's gone. Oops. It's gone from... I mean, I gave well, it... this book, I, like, I clearly, it, like... But it, that's it what I'm put, saying. This it's, book, it's, this book, it's it will not It's dominating in your head. Actually, no, I have remembered. It's the one... Because I was saying, it's so, un, it's so kind of forgettable because I was like, oh, it's about a sentient uh, warship which has got, like, some human brain in it. But, you know, the human brain comes from this. But, you know... Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And I, I was like... You, and I mentioned it to you. So yes. I'm like, oh, it's just... They're doing... You do, they're doing the same thing. Uh, it's like a bit of a bit of the culture. Yeah. It's a bit of... It's a bit of... Uh, you know, one of the proof. It's, no, it's a bit of murder. But there's a murder bot going yeah, on. Yeah, there's yeah. some ancillary justice going on. There. Uh, yes. There's all of these, all these kind of like things the, going take in there. Take the good things from lots of other things. Yeah, and, and make put it, it together own, yeah. into. A, now I realize. Take all these, all these well-known tropes and all these current yeah. hot topics, and put them all together into something which I now realize is completely forgettable. Very but now bland. it's come back to me, and now I do actually remember some of the stuff. But I don't remember any characters. I don't remember a single character's name. 
in mm. that book mm. or anything like that. And I don't remember any of the things. And in the, and I know that Under the Skin is going to be a book that sticks with me. So I'm going to rate the book. I'm going to give the book four stars because I really enjoyed it. All right. And uh, why? Do you not think it was a four star book? Well, I haven't finished. I have no... no Juliana, no you will not into... read this book and you will not finish this book. I will just tell you that you All just right. don't need to try. You don't need to put any effort into this. There's no reason for you to read this book at all, all right. or finish watching the movie because I just don't think this is I mean, a book for you. I mean, it's one of those things that I really want to push past and no, see. No, there's no reason to do it. But this a book about hitchhiking around Scotland. But this scene at the beach really disturbed me in the movie. Oh yes. Yes, but that there is no moment in the book which is quite that callous. All right, good to know. All of the cruelty to animals. And, and by animals, I mean us human beings, mm. or is in the same, it's, uh, put it this way. If I, if I said to you, right, you're hungry, you want to eat, here's a rabbit, will you kill it? How mm. happy would you, the thought experiment, would you kill the rabbit? The, that definitely depends on my uh, outer eating situation. Would you unthinkingly kill the rabbit? No. You would have to think about it. Yes. I have... Killed many rabbits in my life. I know. Because I lived in the country and, and we'd go out shooting. Well, turkey's a different thing. I, was, I worked at a turkey uh, farm before Christmas and a few weeks before Christmas. So I've, I've killed a hundred um, turkeys or something like that. And I've shot hundreds of rabbits. Actually, I don't know how good a shot I was, but I remember killing lots of rabbits. Mm. And there's other ways that you ca- catch rabbits and you've got to kill you just got to kill them with your bare hands and stuff like that. Now, that is something when I was younger and living in the country and going out and rabbits were vermin and it was fun hunting. Now, this is something that now, me as a human being now, um, as 39 years old and, and, and I've not killed a rabbit with my bare hands since <laughs> I was like 15, like... I've, I've come a long way. So, but now for me to kill a rabbit, like in some ways I'd be like, yeah, it, it, we're eating dinner. Here's a rabbit. The rabbit's dinner. We've got yeah. to kill the rabbit. So yeah. in some context, I'd be like, right, now we're going to now we're going to kill the rabbit because it's yeah. dinner time. Yeah. And, you know, and you see some pigs and you're like, oh, and then you like I took a photo of this of that on the on the last cruise I was on last week. And they they had a, 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 a meat oh, yeah, yeah, night. Meat, like, and there was, a, there was wow. a full pig there that they yes. stuck in an oven and roasted a full pig. Yeah. And. And they were like, oh, and I was like, oh, I like some pig. And so they just like put the knife in behind the, the pig's head and like slides it. And I was just like, oh, right. There is a definite, dis- and these thoughts are in your brain. Yeah. And in the book, all of this, I wouldn't say cruelty to animals, but all of this, like, is this something that we're going to kill and, uh, and or, uh, eat or, not. or, or whatever. Yeah. All of those things are in the front of her mm-hmm. mind. Yeah. She's thinking, oh no, this one has a family. How, how no. important is my, my need for food? Yeah, uh, and it's yeah. the same thing we see all the time. Like, oh, you wouldn't kill a little piglet. Like Babe, the movie Babe comes out yes. and everyone's like, no, you can't kill animals. And then yeah. the same director, you know, makes Mad Max and you're like, kill ugly people, yay. And you're like, wait, wait a second. So the guy who made everyone <laughs> want to eat pigs is the same person who's sort of like, oh yeah, if someone's got a white face and they're ugly and they've got face paint on them, just kill them and they're fine because they're inhuman. And you're like, no. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's really like... Yeah, but the circumstances, are... it's about the circumstances. They yeah. live in a... a Your microphone's too close. Okay. They, they live in a, in a post-apocalyptic yes, society. Yes, exactly. Hu- so... Then human life is cheap, uh, cheaper than animal life. Yeah. There's, there's no animals in, uh, in, in Mad, Mad Max, Max Fury no. Road, but there are in Babe. And you're like, oh, and it's the same direct... You know, yeah. so what I'm saying is like different, the different contexts and, uh, yes. and things that it make it different. Interesting. So, but in the movie... 
you couldn't tell the different contexts because you weren't in Isolé's mind, like yeah. in the in in the main character. So I'd like to see how they deal with that. Yes. Because the book is quite subtle and yeah. plays with all these questions quite a lot. Yes. And in this, in that same scene, the saving of the dog, there was there was no comment on the on the saving of the dog. The, the dog wasn't saved. Well, in the movie, the dog is starting to drown and yeah. the woman swims out to save the dog. Yes. That is the comment on... Oh, right. Do you understand? What that whole scene is showing is humans are so empathetic that they will, like... Save She, a, a she will risk her life to go out and save the dog, which is drowning in the sea. Mm. And then the husband of the wife also swims out mm. to try and save... The, the wife, mm. who's also drowning, mm. another man goes out, swims out, yeah. saves the man who's wanting to save the wife, comes in and is exhausted, but does save the guy. And then the guy turns around and then swims back out to sea again to try and save his wife, who was trying to save the dog. So that whole chain is mm. talking about empathy, mm. like that whole situation. Of course. And then there's the kid who's laying, who's sitting baby. up on the, and the baby, the baby there. And then you're like, the empathy was going in the, so the whole scene is commenting yeah. on empathy. And yeah. you're saying the woman shouldn't risk the, like, the child or the, the future child yeah. to save the, the, the dog. But she risks the, her life to save the dog anyway. The husband loves her, his wife more than he loves the baby because he's he's not saying I I can't risk my life to save my yeah. wife I've got to think of my baby yeah. he says it's oh I don't the, care about my baby the, the, I, what's the, the the trolley problem yes it's it's all this trolley problem sort of like what but but also the the payment is your own life like yeah. if you're going to risk your own life to do something and watching this entire scene oh, is a so disconnected disturbing. alien now in the book the alien isn't disconnected she's going through all, she's doing all those complications she's doing all those calculations herself yeah was in the movie we had to watch this play out in front of her yeah. her watching it with horror music playing in the background yeah. and i'm like and this she scene... just she just reacting really cold but i only got all of that out of this out of the scene because i knew the Your book work. was yeah. about human capacity for empathy and human mm. capacity for harm and human capacity for um Uh, saving and, and saving, danger yeah. and you know on all these different kind of things like what are you going to risk to save something what are you going to risk to kill something what all right. these different levels and it's that's what the movie was incredible about like that scene in the movie is incredible I've never seen a movie scene quite like that before yeah. where someone swims out to save a dog someone swims out to save the person saving it doesn't do it someone else swims out to save that saves that person brings them back that person is then exhausted then the other then the same person who's just been saved turns around and goes back into the water to save someone who's already drowned to be with the wife. Meanwhile, the kid's back on the beach. You know, all of that set up. I'm like, wow, this is this amazing is... movie making. Yeah. However, it's really, it's, it's threading a needle. Like, it's, oh, like yeah, it's what it's doing there hard. is so difficult for a film to do yeah. because there isn't somebody having an internal monologue going no. on at the same time going, oh yes, look at this over there. And a worst film or put it this way a, a movie which is less experimental or less sure of itself yeah. would have one of the characters like saying no don't go back out to save your wife your baby is up on the beach but there was no character to no. say no don't go out and try and save We your wife we only saw the, the baby when she, she dragged the other guy past yes 
after and that, she, and that shows after she, she put But these kind of things happen in other movies where, like, someone, I see this, I, there was, I can't remember what movie it was, but it was this terrible movie. Oh, we need to get to, we need to head to bed. Yes, we've been talking about this book for way too long. But in these movies where they're like, um, it's in space and someone's running out of oxygen, mm. like, no, don't come out and save me. Save yourself. Yeah. Oh, no, you don't have the fuel to come over here and save me. Just do it. And they're yeah. like, no, I won't do it. Yes, I will do it. No, I love you too much. And yeah. then they're like, I'm going to take off my helmet and then and die out to here. To, no, well, no, I'm going to die. I, no, I'm not going to help you in any way, but I'm going to kill myself now to make sure you don't risk your life oh, to do any right. of that. And it's all played out with dialogue. It's not like it's in the script. No, don't save. No, don't come and try and save me. It'll yes. be too dangerous. No, I will. No, I love you too much. No, don't try. No, I'm going to kill myself to stop yeah. you coming out. No. Yeah. And you just watch it and go, fucking it's like, shoot it's me. Like and in this movie, in, it in, all played out with Avengers no dialogue. Endgame, when uh, the purple purple witch no what's her name yeah when she and and uh, and the um is it vision hawk, or something oh yeah. no hulk yeah vision, yeah vision and hawk yeah hawk eye yeah are in the death zone to get the the thingy stone the yeah, soul yeah. stone oh yeah no no, and no, one no of them... that's actually scarlett johansson it's yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not scarlett witch oh, no, it's, it's black a... widow it's, oh yeah, yeah black widow it's yeah yeah an, it's black widow natasha yeah um so there you it's go. Actually her, but, it's, yeah. but it's all played out about it. No, I love you too much. Yes, no, like that. And it's all yeah. played out in that way. But the the best moment of that scene mm. in Infinity War, no, Endgame, is where they're just fighting about it. Yeah. And you're like, are these guys pulling their punches? No, they're actually they're like you know, and there's that kind of thing. Like, oh no, she'll be able to do it. And all that whole time, I was on the edge of my seat yeah. and kind of in tears because the fight meant something and it wasn't uh. just in dialogue. Uh. Whereas this under the skin movie, that one there was scene, no dialogue. There was on that scene on the beach. She's sort of like turn around and see what's going on, and the guy starts running off, and there's just no dialogue, and it and it all plays out in camera angles. Yeah. Somebody watching in this dispassionate way. Yeah. And I think that's amazing movie making, but I think I only enjoyed it as amazing movie making because, because I read the book. the book and I knew that the book, I know what the book is about and what the book is saying and yes. trying to say. Yes. And then I'm like, oh, the, the movie is probably trying to say the same thing. So then I interpret it in the whole scene in that same way. But without that, that knowledge, like for me. You didn't get any of that I, from that it's scene. It's hard. It's hard to watch. Yeah, but what did you get from that scene? Or didn't you understand that it was all about, you know, that, I mean, you understood what, you, you saw what was happening, but you realised that's what it was about. No, I only saw what was happening at the end. Yeah. When, because, because the baby was only really at the end of the shot when she already dragged the body away. So I knew. No, I thought you saw the baby early on. I think you saw them walk yeah, past the baby Yeah, but only briefly, like, yeah. I didn't really see. And I also didn't really see at the beginning there was a dog. So I thought that it was another kid. No, so, I, I, um, I think I think, I think they, was, they did show that it was a baby, but a man, and a wife, and a dog. It was so distressing to see like this all happening, and she's like being really like blank and cold, and takes the, the yes, stone. And at this point, you don't know that she's an alien. No, because it, even in. But like even, even in the, the audiobook, it was a little bit clearer that there yes. was something going on with her. Yeah, because it talks more about her eyes are weird and, you know, and her... In the beginning another, of yeah. this movie, like, she's like a, a an empty... She's a, a naked body and, like, somebody takes... No, yeah, she no, takes she, the... No, she needs the clothes. She's, yeah, it's, she she, takes, it's doing the Terminator thing where, yeah, like... Um, she takes the appearance of that woman. Yeah, yeah. But it is still, like, it, it's, it's very disconnected and I didn't have any... Yeah, it, it just feel, felt disgusting. All right, that was a really good half an hour podcast episode about Under the Skin. Um, I will come back and give my final thoughts about the movie uh, after I finish watching it. Yeah, I'll record do a bit it. more about that tomorrow. But for now, let's stop. Like I say, four stars for the book. And, uh, and if this is a book versus the movie, uh, so far, I think the, uh, the, the book, book wins. The book is better. Huh. But 
But here's the thing. Actually, this is what oh. I just want to say. No, let me just say this thing here as well. Um, Estelle rated it two stars, giving it 2.5 stars. Maybe if I had not seen and loved the movie first, I would have liked the book better. Mm. Maybe. I guess it didn't really work for me. Right. And, and I think that's the thing. I think because I've just read the book, the movie... Uh, I, I'm not going to go through these other ones because Yuli has to go to bed. But uh, I, I do find it interesting. Tudor rated it five stars. Uh, Stephen rated it four stars. And some other people rated it five. Lots of, lots of five stars. How is it rated the total? In, in... Uh, 3.71. So it's a pretty good it's one. It's surprising. And, um, yeah. and 3.67. Yeah, so it's like a 3.5 to four star book just in general, which means it's, it's pretty well received. But I totally understand if someone reads this book and is just like, one star. Or someone watches the movie and is just like, one star. I yeah. totally get it. But I'm, I think I'm going to watch the rest of this movie this evening. Go for it. I will. I go to bed. All right. Uh, see you in one and a half seconds. Bye. Anyway, last night um, I finished watching the movie Under the Skin, uh, the last hour of the movie or so, and I thought it was a very, very good movie. Um, a great vision, amazing direction, some good acting, some weird choices as well. Um, uh, but not... I, it's, it's a weird thing. I looked at the Wikipedia page about it, and it says that um, uh, in this, in this pre production um that uh, what's his name jonathan glazier was uh, was talking about the movie and he says like um actually i can't see it now he says but like we wanted to create the movie or we wanted to use it um use the story and then they you know they created this big special effects kind of thing and then paired it all the way back down to almost nothing um with the idea being that it's not putting the book on film because that would be really difficult, but it is making a, a film out of the book. And I quite, I really quite enjoy that. I can't see it now on the Wikipedia page, but I quite enjoy that. Like, we're not trying to film the book, but we're trying to put the book on film. And I think this is a really interesting um, attempt at that. Well, not even attempt. I think it's successful because it takes a lot of the weirdness and a lot of the moments and some of the feelings and some of the vibes and a lot of the scenery of the um, of the of book and and yeah and, and manages to capture some of the essence of that. I was a bit um, nervous at the start because uh, in the in the book it's all about being out in the countryside and driving round. Um, deserted roads in Scotland and the movie starts off and it's all uh, in I guess Glasgow maybe actually I don't know which city some city um, and it's sort of very it's very urban rather than very rural and then uh, and then uh, about like say halfway through the movie um, it goes from being set in a city to it's all happening out in a countryside and suddenly it really captured a lot more of what I imagined the the book that the scenery of the book and the coldness and all that kind of good stuff that was in the book really came through a lot more um, uh, yeah but again it's not again, it, it's not the book but it is a version which is quite weird actually because um, I don't think I would have enjoyed this movie at all if I hadn't have just read the book because so much of what I enjoyed about the book was then carried over into the movie but like I, well, like I was saying to Juliana only if you've read the book would you be able to discover that and I saw here on the Wikipedia page and it's sort of like oh themes and people who obviously haven't read the book are trying to work out what the themes are in the movie um, oh it's about this you know the, you know is a watcher and a predator of men and women and things like that and in the society she enters to which she brings nothing beside the body she's a sex object and I was like yeah that's like really really clearly there in the book and all these other things that are really clearly in the book are right there in the in the movie um but i guess if you've read the book that is a guide to the movie in a way which most people don't come into the movie with and uh, i think that's probably why if you watch the movie first and really love the movie and then come into the book it's a bit too on the face of it it's a bit too blatant not sure to 
say all of that, I think there's actually a lot missing from the book. Like I was saying before, the book, there's lots of great satire and loads of quite funny moments. And it's a lot more from the point of view of someone who is an alien rather than just someone who is an outsider. And the movie is much more about someone who is an outsider rather than someone who is truly alien, even though they are truly alien in the book. And the ending is uh, very different in the movie and the book, but I think they both can kind of, um, they both achieve uh, a similar kind of thing in a way. I'm not sure. Um, But in a way, I really love the ambiguity of the ending of the uh, movie uh, compared to the very, very closely wrapped up ending, which I found a bit disappointing in the book. And I kind of wish there'd have been a bit more ambiguity in the book towards the end. Anyway, that's it. I'm going to uh, wrap this up now because this is about an hour long podcast. So thanks a lot for listening and uh, I'll catch you next time.